Welcome back to another episode of Sus I See You, the podcast. Y'all, I am so excited for this week's episode. I know I say that every week, but I like really mean it. So have you ever been spending some time with the Lord and he just reveals some stuff to you? Like Holy Spirit is like, bam, there you go. Look at that revelation. Yo, that has happened to me so many times this week. And I want to share everything I've learned with you guys this week. And so in the spirit of transparency, I had been in a bit of a funk in some areas of my life. Like mentally, I was okay. But like when it came to my job and my work, I honestly just was not feeling it. And I was like, God, you know, you got to help me get out of this. Like, I know that you're calling me to this place. But like, honestly, God, like, I I ain't feeling it. I'm not motivated to do what it is that you're telling me to do. And I knew I was wrong, but all at the same time, I knew I needed to have an honest conversation with the Lord. And so I just told him the truth. And I was like, God, like, how do I, you know, how do I get out of this place? And in the past, when I've been in funks, I've learned coping mechanisms to help me get out of them, such as, you know, you start small. It may start with you doing something that's completely unrelated to what you need to be doing. Like you may just need to take a shower. Um, you may need to, you know, put on some makeup or clean up a room or go clean out your car or just something simple that'll get you up and out the house and moving. And sometimes it's even just includes a walk. And so those are things in the past that I've done to help get me out of a funk because it's like once you started it, you know, it's easier to just keep going. And so that's what I've done in the past. But honestly, like in this, this go round, it was like, I just could not find the perfect opportunity to get out of this funk. Like it was nothing that I could do to pull me out of this. And so one day I was reading in the Bible and I came across this Bible verse and the verse is coming out of Ecclesiastes 11 verse four. And it reads farmers who wait for the perfect weather, never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. And basically what the Lord said to me was, there is never a perfect time to get out of a funk. What you have to do is decide you're going to get out of the funk and take a step. Waiting on the perfect conditions means inactivity. And it's kind of like, you know, when you say, okay, I'm going to start spending more time with God. I'm going to start a new workout regimen. I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm going to find a new church. And it's like, that's good and all. But literally, you just have to start doing those things. Don't wait until Monday to, you know, to start that new regimen. Just start, just literally just do it. Because waiting on that perfect step, that perfect opportunity literally means inactivity. And what will happen is you're never going to take that step because you're never going to find the perfect opportunity. Y'all, that was so good to me. I sat up and I thought about all the times that I have literally procrastinated because I could not find the perfect opportunity to become motivated about a situation. And like the Bible says, if you're waiting on the perfect conditions, you're going to be inactive. There is no perfect condition to be motivated and to get out of a funk. And I even thought about like starting a new workout regimen or starting, you know, a new diet or finding a new church or spending time with God. And it's like, you know, 
I would sit and I'd be like, okay, I know I need to spend time with God today, but like right after this show goes off or right after this happens or I need to do this first. And it's like, listen, you're going to keep finding other reasons why you haven't done what you said you were going to do. So you literally just need to decide to do it and do it right then and there. Now, the second revelation I received from Holy Spirit this week totally blew my mind, guys. So in light of Christmas, we've all seen like the nativity scenes, you know, with baby Jesus and the shepherds and the three wise men come and see him while he's a little baby laying in a manger. And as I was reading the Bible this week, I came to the point where it was talking about, you know, these wise men who came to baby Jesus and they brought him gifts. And It started out with a simple revelation where the Bible says that King Herod determined what age of boys to kill based off of when the wise men had seen the star that led them to Jesus when he was a child. And so I thought about that and I was like, wow, that's so deep because, you know, these wise men had literally started on a journey to get to the king that the Lord promised them was going to be born to redeem his people. And they had been seeing this sign for two years. And when you think about that, the Lord can promise us something or he can give us insight to the promise, but we don't know what the journey is going to look like to get there. And it just blew my mind because I'm like, imagine how long and how far these wise men traveled to get to Jesus in order to, you know, see this promise that the Lord had promised them. And we don't know what that journey looked like. I could imagine if it was over the course of two years, I mean, they experienced all types of seasons, all types of terrains, and, you know, yet they still had the faith to press forward. And so as I began to dive a little deeper into that, I began to realize that a lot of the stuff we see in traditional nativity scenes even down to like tv shows is incorrect it's depicted incorrectly and so they always say the three wise men and they always show these three wise men going to baby jesus in a major but in all actuality that is not what the bible says and it just showed me that it is so important to read the bible for ourselves so we can get a correct understanding and so i'm coming out of matthew 2 okay the full chapter And I'm going to bounce around a little bit in this chapter. So go back and read it. But it says visitors from the east. And it says Jesus was born in Bethlehem and Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking about the newborn king. And they said, we saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. Now it says, the Bible says some wise men and it says from Eastern lands. So it doesn't tell you how many wise men there are and it doesn't tell you exactly where they're from. Now, as I did research, I found out that a lot of scholars thought that the wise men came from, I think it's an area called Pethra. Now Pethra to Bethlehem is over a thousand miles, but there is no biblical evidence that these men traveled together that they knew who each other was or that they all came from the same region and there are some some ideologies that even say that there was wise men who came from all over the earth and it represented different nations and people from all over the world bowing down at Jesus feet now as you go down in this chapter 
you come to learn that when they got to Jesus, Jesus was not a baby and he was not in a major. Jesus was actually in a house. And it says that after the wise men had spoken to the king and the king interviewed them wanting to, you know, figure out where this where this king was supposedly born at. It says that the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. And verse 11 says, they entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And the Bible clearly says that they entered the house and saw the child with his mother. And even another translation says they saw the young child. It doesn't say that they saw the baby. Now, in Luke, I believe it is, when they talk about the shepherds who were in the same country as where Jesus was born at, angels went to these shepherds and told them about the birth of the child. And when they entered and found Jesus, it says they found him in a manger a baby in a major wrapped in swaddle cloth. So the Bible was very clear about the fact that Jesus was a baby when shepherds came to him. But when the wise men, and we don't know how many wise men went to him, he was a young child. And shortly after this, you will see in this um, story that that's when the Lord came to Joseph in a dream and told him, to get up and flee because Herod was going to seek to, you know, destroy the child. And Herod, it said, the Bible says that Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men, again, it says the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under based on the wise men's report of the first star's appearance. So again, reading that, like I said, the Lord revealed to me how Jesus was not a baby. He was actually around two years old. And also how these wise men had traveled such a long way to, to see the promise, to see the king. And so, you know, like I said, when that relates to us, how far are we willing to go to get to our promise, to get to what the Lord has promised us? And so the third revelation I want to share with you guys that I received this week from Holy Spirit is that when the Lord sends you, it's an assignment. So when you're on a job, when the Lord gives you a job or when the Lord sends you, you know, to he tells you to go to that church service or he tells you to, you know, go out to eat with those friends. Or I mean, if he tells you to go to a specific store that day, you're like, well, Lord, I really don't want to go to Target again for the 15th time. Nine times out of 10, the Lord is sending you on an assignment. And I realized that because lately the Lord has literally had me going places that I did not want to go, nor did I necessarily have all the resources to go to these places that I needed to go to, that he was sending me. But out of obedience, I was like, you know what, Lord, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to go anyways. And once I got there, I began to see how the Lord wanted to use me in those situations. And the crazy thing is that sometimes when the Lord sends me places, I, I literally faced so much opposition about why I should not go to this place. And even the people there in the places that he sent me, they even give me opposition while I'm in that place. But the Lord began to show me that Andrea, you are on assignment. Don't allow the enemy's devices to trip you up. 
And just like I said earlier about how I was feeling really unmotivated in certain areas of my life, the Lord was showing me, hey, I have you in this place for an assignment. A lot of y'all are in jobs right now that y'all don't like, that y'all don't love to, you know, get up every day and go to, but the Lord has kept you in that place because you are on an assignment. It may be somebody there who he wants you to witness to. It, it may be, you know, to, to work some things in you and to work some things out of you. And so there's a scripture that I want to share with you guys that talks about how the Lord has placed us in places. And this scripture has come out of 1 Corinthians 7 and 17. And it says, and I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, each of you should continue to live in whatever situation the Lord has placed you. And remain as you were when God first called you. This is my rule for all the churches. And basically it's just saying that, hey, wherever the Lord has placed you at, remain in that place because like I said you're nine times out of ten on an assignment and ultimately guys our whole life's mission should be about advancing the kingdom of God every single day our goal should be how can I advance the kingdom of God today it's all about God's mission the Bible says seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you meaning if you seek God, if you seek to do the will of the Father, everything else you need is going to already be provided. So, for example, when you come into some wealth, yes, the Lord wants you to have nice things. Yes, he wants you to have a reliable car. Yes, he wants you to live in a safe house and a safe neighborhood. But the Lord wants you to give back into his kingdom first with your wealth, and then he will make a way for you to get everything else that you needed. And I want to add that in this season, the Lord is also going to be calling a lot of people to relocate. And when he's doing that, don't only think about the fact that the Lord is calling you to move to another city or another state. And you may be going somewhere without your family, but consider the fact that you are on assignment. And if the Lord sends you, he's going to make a way for you to be there. He's going to make provision for you to be there. Okay. I always say if it's his will it's his bill. So when the Lord sends you, don't be tripping about the fact that you may not have everything you need that you think that you need and that the situation ain't looking like what it need to look like. So let's go back and recap today's episode. The first thing is there's never a perfect time to get out of a funk. Decide that you're going to get out of the funk and take a step. The second thing is, is that when Jesus makes you a promise, you don't know what the journey to get to that promise is going to look like. Like the wise men, it could literally take two years. And when they came and found Jesus, boy Jesus, in his house, he was literally two years old. And the third thing is that everything is an assignment to advance the kingdom of God. Everything from where you move to where you live to to where you work at. Everything is an assignment to advance the kingdom of God. So guys, that wraps up this week's episode of Sus I See You, the podcast. Y'all, I know I say this every week and y'all just gonna have to bear with me and forgive me. But like literally this episode was so, so good. And I pray that the things that was revealed to me this week helps y'all in some sort of way. So share this episode with your cousin, your sister, your mama and them. Follow us on Instagram. 
Be sure to like and comment on this episode. And until next time, friends.